Welcome back to the Charles Squared Podcast. My name is Charlie Mason. And my name is Charles Iverson. And today we're going to be looking at a deep dive of Season 2, Episode 7 of The Mandalorian. So Charles, you want to start us off? Absolutely. So this episode was titled Chapter 15, The Believer. Now, I was very intrigued by this title when it first popped up on the screen. I, I, I had no idea what it would be referring to, and even now I'm still a little confused on what it's referring yeah, to. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was talking about, um, uh, you know, Mando and his belief that he would get Grogu back into his hands, or maybe the belief of Mando in Mayfeld and the trust that they kind of created in this episode. But, you know, um, I just think there are a lot of meanings and that the uh, the writers did that on purpose, you know, which is smart. Yeah, I think they, they might have left it open-ended on purpose. I think you're right. I, I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer, but they might have been going for, like, the believer is Mayfeld, but, I mean, I'm kind of unsure, like, yeah, what he's supposed maybe. to believe in, because he was kind of the focus of the episode, you know? He was, and wow, I mean, he was just, the character arc of Mayfeld was absolutely incredible. He is the funniest oh, yeah. character, <laughs> I mean, he is the funniest character I think I've ever seen in a Star Wars Yeah, um, Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, just from his interactions with Mando in the beginning, um, with Cara Dune in the beginning, and like the very beginning. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, my, my just... favorite part, um... Maybe not my favorite part of the episode, but like one of my favorite parts was at the beginning when he's walking up to the ship and then he sees Boba Fett and he's like, oh, I thought you were this other guy. And then immediately Mando walks out. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really, I I knew it was going to happen too. And he was like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And yeah. yet like he's, he also had a really dramatic moment towards the end of the episode um, when he brings up um when he's talking to uh Valen Hess. Yeah, him. He brings up uh Operation Cinder and apparently a lot of lives were lost that day and apparently that's a sore spot for him. And you can just see he's slowly just like Do you, you think... can see it in his face. He he's just so upset by it. And yeah, he like, is. Do you think that's... incredible acting there? Do you think that's the um that mission, Cinder, was what made him leave the Empire? Like I'm guessing that's what it was. Okay, that's right. I thought it was the turning point, too, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, they don't explicitly say that, yeah. but that, I mean, that's that, pro that probably is no, what probably. it was. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so, we got a lot of, um, sorry, real oh, quick, no, we got good. a no, lot you, more, you go. yeah. we got a lot more information about his past in this episode, like, um, his experience with uh, Operation Cinder and Valen Hess. Um, it, because in the previous episode he was in, all we knew was that he was an Imperial sharpshooter. We didn't get a lot of development for him. I'm glad they took more time to explore That's exactly. His that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to get right into Mayfeld's past. And it was just a... It was only like a minute and a half, two minutes of an interaction with the general, um, you know, at the base. But it was enough to really show Bill Burr's arc as Mayfeld. Yeah, I also really liked um, the interaction he had with Mando when they were both in the, uh, I don't know, I guess it was a tank, when they were both in the tank together. Uh, he's like, everyone has their lines they'll cross, or like everyone has their codes they'll follow, uh, and the lines they'll cross, they'll cross they can sleep yeah. at night. 
yeah it's something like that yeah um i thought that was a really good point you made no i definitely thought it was deep and, and then it comes back around at the end when he blows up the imperial base yeah uh, and he says so he can sleep at night yeah and i but, thought I, i'm just thinking about uh explosions really quick and i want to pan it over to um rooting for the empire the theme that the writers kind of threw at us uh after the we'll just call it the tank uh, for right now but after the tank successfully makes it back across the bridge they're halfway across the bridge and we see um we see tie fighters come out of the sky and um that was a cool moment that was incredible because i was i was rooting for them but at the same yeah, time it, you know they're imperial fighters right yeah it's possibly the only time in all of star wars where you're i mean i don't know i'm not speaking for everyone but like when you're supposed to be like rooting for the empire and you're happy to see tie fighters you know yeah i mean darth vader is awesome yeah uh but him you know throwing the emperor but i mean oh oh right yeah Yeah, that's what what you're saying okay Uh, yeah yeah but even then this was something else i was (laughs) i'm gonna be honest i was super nervous when uh mayfield got out of the tank without his helmet on yeah, me too. I don't know why. I, I just felt like he was Mandalorian for some reason, and I was like, "Oh man, you better put oh. your helmet on. They won't think like <laughs> they won't think you're one of them. They're gonna recognize you. Something's gonna happen." Well, actually, yeah, I am surprised that none of them recognized him. But then again, I mean, there are a lot of soldiers in the Empire. Oh, They're not yeah. necessarily gonna recognize someone just because they deserted. But exactly. Um, what made me nervous about that is, um. There's that moment in The Force Awakens where uh, Finn gets in trouble for taking his helmet off. So I was like, oh no, the Empire probably has that rule too. But no, apparently that's just a First Order thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly, that's actually exactly what I was thinking about now that you bring that up. Um, Finn not being able to take off his helmet. Yeah. FN2187. Um, FN2187. Who's your commanding Who officer? permitted you to take that helmet yeah. off? <laughs> Um, speaking of taking helmets off, um, well, there's a pretty big taking the helmet off moment in this episode. Yeah, um, I I think that that goes back to the conversation Mando and um, Mayfeld were having in the tank. Everyone has the lines they'll cross um, so they can sleep at night. This is what Mando had to do to sleep at night. He had to break his rule of not being able to take his helmet off so that he could save the child and i think it goes to show that he's developing as a character and he's i think he's kind of straying away from that strict path slowly throughout the series that was a huge part i mean i if i had to describe the episode to somebody if i was like pantomiming to somebody um (laughs) the fifth episode just i want to make sure i'm right was that the jedi Season two episode. Yeah, five. that was the Jedi. I would, you know, pull out a lightsaber, um, you know, describe the whole episode. Right. It's easy enough. Of course. Um, episode six, I would sit crisscross like I was on the seeing stone. <laughs> yeah. Episode seven, I would take off the helmet. 
It's yeah, so I mean, that, that's the defining moment of the episode. It was incredible. And he had it off for so... Let's talk about that. Yeah, he, he, tried he to had it off for a while. What, the moment... I want to break this down. The moment when the initial face scan didn't work, there was a hesitation. Just this Yeah, he was like, oh no, what do I do? And he knew. That's, that, was his, that was his moment. Or he knew he had to take it off or he may never see Grogu again. Yeah, I yeah, and you know, there was hesitation, but I think once he decided that's what he had to do, it's like he immediately did it. Like it was almost kind of jarring how quickly he took that thing off because he's yeah. like, "Oh man, I gotta do this for the child, for the child." And oh man, he looks so the acting in this scene, both by Bill Burr oh, yeah. and by um, you know the Mandalorian. It was just incredible to see how uncomfortable he looked yes he did a great job a great job he said his friend was deaf (laughs) oh yeah they call him brown eyes they call they call him brown eyes i wonder if that line was improvised i mean that was funny i mean i would i'd believe it but it was yeah that was something else oh yeah yeah i mean it really was fantastic acting. It was it was so awkward. It's just like, um, he he got the data he needed. He needed. Then Valen Hess walks up. Uh, he's like trooper. Then he's like, oh no, now I can't oh, put the helmet back on. Dear. What do I do now? That moment, um, where he was like, right before he said, "You guys are the ones that you were the only survivors, right?" And I was like, "Oh man, where's he going with this?" Oh, yeah. Then he goes, I'm going to buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah. That's he said it so creepily, too. Yeah, that guy really, was creepy. That was just, he was definitely on the dark side. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was going to say something else about that moment, but oh, man. completely forgot. Do you want to um, talk about um, the... We already talked, we already discussed, you know, Mayfeld's past, uh, which was important, an important part of the entire right. episode. Um, the taking off the of the helmet, you know, the symbolization behind that. Oh, sorry. I, if I may, I, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, it's related to t- taking off the helmet. So I think at this point, obviously, it's his creed. It's a code that he has to follow, but it's almost like an insecurity to not have it i think it's almost like his security blanket and i think that's part of the reason he was so uncomfortable with it off probably um that's all i had to say no yeah i agree with that okay now um i know you wanted to cover mando's message right should i let you yeah okay let's i mean you take it away yeah it wasn't really that significant in the scheme of the episode however i honestly think it's setting up something bigger. So obviously the message he sends to Moff Gideon at the end of the episode is almost an exact copy of what Moff Gideon says to Mando at the end of the seventh episode of the first season. So good um, parallels there. However, it couldn't help but feel that that was kind of a stupid thing to do to let the enemy know you're coming. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to set up for an insane battle. I mean, right. But 
I think also that could set up a trap that Mando wants Moff Gideon to fall in. Why else tell him you're coming unless you want him to anticipate that and do something so that he can fall into a trap you're setting? That's I think it's already in the works. We just haven't seen it on screen yet. I bet you it's going to hit and we're immediately going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, I bet in the next episode there's going to be a moment where it seems like they're losing and then something happens, like, and then the whole thing just flips. But then maybe it'll flip back again because I think, you know, it, it might still have a dark ending for the season. Who knows? Leave us on a cliffhanger. Wouldn't that be terrible? It probably will. Yeah, that would be terrible. And um, this is a little off topic, but in the last episode, I made a prediction that Ahsoka would return in either uh, Season 2, Episode 7, or Season 2, Episode 8, right. and potentially sacrifice her life for Grogu as an act of redemption for not, not being willing to train him. Yeah. Well, um... I know this is really off topic. I mean, it's not off topic, but we got some exciting news uh, from Star Wars about yes. a TV show, a series starring Ahsoka taking place. Uh, does it say what timeline? It. Uh, I believe they mentioned it would take place like during the same time period as the Mandalorian. I don't know if that means like before, after, or like if it's going to take place concurrently, like. Maybe we'll see more of like a battle between Ahsoka and um, the, the who, the village, who yeah. whatever her name yes, was the, yes, the yes. person running yeah. yeah. And then we also got news of there were there were a lot of projects. Obviously, we're going to cover these um, uh, soon. Uh, dive really deep. Into yeah, that. we're planning a whole other episode yeah. for that. So. Uh, but I just want to say one more thing. The Rangers of the Republic will also be taking place during this uh, time period. And I think that's important to mention yeah. because in uh, Season 2, Episode 2, we see mm -hmm. Rangers of the Republic. Yeah, I'm guessing the main character of that show is going to be the, um, the one pilot who was in uh, Episode 2 of the season and... Uh, episode four of this season who gives Cara Dune her badge. Uh, oh. I just think, you know, they're definitely setting him up for a bigger role. Especially, um, yeah, especially maybe not in this show, but in yeah. Rangers of the New oh, Republic. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be the main character. Yeah. Okay, now, straying away from all the symbol, like the, the symbols that we found, uh, the meaningful arcs that were created, can we talk about how awesome that chase scene was? Yes, that was <laughs> really cool. Yeah, what I found so interesting about that in particular was that it was a chase on wheels rather than, you know, they were hovering above the ground. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that that's just not something you see in Star Wars. A lot. No, and and for them to put that in there, especially with these tanks carrying what what was the material they were carrying? Rhydonium. Rhydonium. Um, yeah, that whole, that added a new that definitely added a different element to it. Uh, having to worry about the Rhydonium levels not getting too high, um, having to fend off pirates blowing them up. Uh, oh yeah, it was. We really saw what Mando could do, even without Veskar on him. 
Oh, yeah. That, that's something else interesting about this episode, that he didn't have Beskar for the majority of it. So yeah. you really got to see his skill. Because in a lot of the episodes, you know, he just uses the Beskar to his advantage. He has all these weapons, and, like, he can take hits, like, no problem. But in this episode, he didn't have that, so that no, was pretty he, cool. It was, it was pure skill. We really saw... Um, I don't want to say the training that he went through, but we can see that he is obviously he's an experienced fighter, but fighting yeah. off 20. Wow. Yeah. And you know, something else I want to bring up about the chase is it's, you really wouldn't think about this on the surface, but you know, the people they were fighting were not actually like bad people. I don't think they call them pirates, but if you think about it, they were trying to blow up Imperial. materials yeah. that the Empire was yes. using. Which is the whole kind of uh, irony behind the episode, because at the same time, we're rooting for Mando and um, Mayfeld, but we forget, we're so caught up in like um, uh, caring for these characters and uh, wanting to save Grogu, that right now, the pirates, the quote-unquote pirates, see them as troopers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this episode does a great job of uh, making things not seem so black and white. Yeah, that's actually, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. There's, there's so, that's actually, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to use that another time. I mean, <laughs> when you really think about that description, the, the black and whiteness of, uh, you know, light versus dark, um, it goes way back, there's only two sides. No, there's not. There's a lot of sides to the battle between the Empire and the Republic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is natives. I assume probably trying yeah. to defend their homeland. Yeah. Wow, that got me. That was good. And I, I think, um, I think in a way, like even though they they killed all those pirates, I, I think in a way. They kind of redeemed themselves when uh, Mayfeld blew up the Imperial base at the end because not only was that fulfilling for him, I think that kind of uh, was fulfilling for the pirates and the people that lived there because even amidst trying to rescue the child, they still, at the end of the day, got rid of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. They could sleep at night. They can sleep at night. There you go. Yeah. Mayfeld certainly can. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, after killing the guy who killed, I don't want to say friends of his, but, I mean, they could could have been. His troopers could have been friends. We never know. Well, Maybe. I don't, think, I don't think we'll know. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of troopers. In there's the a Empire. lot. Maybe not at this point. Who knows how many are left at this point in time? Probably not actually that many. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Well, I mean, no, we've seen quite a we've seen quite a few. Well, we have seen, seen quite a few, but like a couple dozen. Not maybe we've million. basically seen like maybe we've seen basically like the extent though, because yeah. I mean, at this point, the empire is supposed to be relatively weak. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to build back, and I think that's going to be huge in the next couple, in the next season, hopefully. We yeah, we'll probably see more of that, especially with um of the first order. Yeah, uh, it seems like Rogu's blood may be used to create Snoke. Uh, there's that. Also, 
We didn't even talk about this yet, but uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, I don't know if you know who he is since no, you I've haven't watched him. Rebels yet. Him, yeah. Oh, you've heard of him? Okay, yeah, because he's a pretty big Imperial figure, so he's coming back then. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that means the Empire will get stronger again. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about the lack of Grogu's presence now? Um, yeah, the, this was the first episode in the entire series without Grogu. How crazy is that? I mean, I I feel like Mando was just as aggressive in the way he fought for Grogu, even though he wasn't there uh, to protect. But I still feel like the connection there was so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I... There's something else. I think you're right. Yeah. Even though Grogu wasn't in this episode, you know, Mando was still fighting for him. In a way, he was there. But, you know, now I'm curious as to what he was doing during that entire time, you know? Yeah, me too. Um, is he getting stronger in the dark side? Or no, is he developing his sense of force further? Uh, maybe... Oh, man, wouldn't it be cool if he, like, escaped on his own? <laughs> oh, man. It, yeah, but that'd be pretty unsatisfying <sighs> if that happened. But, yeah, Something that would be crazy. popped into my mind, and I think it's time to start the favorite, my favorite part of the episode of predictions. So... All right, let's get into it. This is a wild one. This is going to be my number, number three of the day. Lowest ranking. Grogu uses the Force chokes some troopers gets through the doors goes into an escape pod hits the button end of season wait what that's like are you saying that'll be the whole episode no but like there's a big fight <sighs> and like oh Grogu okay escapes and they have to find him Oh, man, that'd actually be pretty cool if the whole third season was like a hunt for Grogu. Oh. I could get behind that. Yeah, and Jedi from when Grogu was on the Seeing Stone sense him, a whole reunion. I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see like how the Seeing Stone plays into this, because I feel like it's got to play into the finale. Somehow. Definitely, yeah. Like, it, would I, I, we, it would seem pointless if it didn't. Yeah, we, we got to know what happened on that thing before the end of the season, I feel like. Yeah. All right. Or at least part of what happened on there. What's your prediction? Let's get, let's get one. All right. I feel like my prediction isn't as good as yours, but... Never know. We'll see. I, honestly, this is kind of lame, but I think that the... I think the beginning of the next episode is going to open on... Moff Gideon's ship, because a lot of the episodes ended up closing on his ship during this season, but I think the next one's going to open on his ship, and then we're going to see maybe some experimentation with Grogu, maybe Grogu using the Force a bit more, and then I think we'll cut to um, Mando and his crew, and I think, I know I've mentioned the assembling of a team thing before, but I really think that's going to happen at the beginning of this episode, I think. The first quarter to the first half of, half of the episode will involve assembling the team. Then they go break Grogu out. And I think maybe even throughout the episode, it'll cut to Grogu. Um, just because I think there's going to be some interesting stuff going on with him. I definitely agree. 
Um, my second prediction of the day, my number two, it's going to be based off of yours, um, just because I thought those were really realistic uh, kind of uh, start to the episode. I think it's going to start with Moff Gideon responding, like his reaction to the message from uh, Din Djarin. Okay. I think it's going to be his response. And then he's going to immediately turn and say, wait, what was, what was his last line? What did he say at the end? The, the end of the last episode. Yeah. What was it? It was something about the experimentation. I want to say it was maybe I'm wrong. Wait, do do you mean, um, episode six of the season? No, no. I meant episode seven. Like the episode we just, that just came out. I don't think Moff Gideon said anything. Oh man. Okay. Well, I think he's going to turn and say like, get like, get the child or something like that. And then, you know, based on yours, we're going to watch the experimentation process. Like, and we're I feel like we're going to see, like, see a detailed, go through a detailed experience of him being experimented on. And yeah, right at the end, after he collapses again from being too tired, we cut to Mando. Yeah, I think that's a good theory because I, I definitely think we should see him getting experimented on. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think it should be off screen if he does indeed get experimented on again. Um, another theory I have, it's related to assembling the team, but I think, um, Bo-Katan from the third episode of this season is going to, uh, come back and join Mando's team because she was looking for the Darksaber. And I think, you know, to have her specifically looking for the Darksaber and for her to not get a hold of it, I think would be really weird. So I think she's going to join the team and by the end of the season, hopefully she will be in possession of the Darksaber. I hope. But I think before... I think before they do that, though, Mando is going to fight Moff Gideon for it. And then he'll probably give it to Bokatan, or maybe Bokatan will join the fight. But obviously, we know lightsabers uh, can't break through Beskar. So, uh, using the Beskar spear that Mando has, I think they could have a pretty cool fight. Yeah. I was actually, uh, my number one prediction, the most, reali- the most realistic prediction, um, is probably uh, for me going to be one of the scenes kind of like kind of like Endgame um, similar to the rise of Skywalker where a fleet comes at where Mando's uh, or Boba Fett's ship is lined up against an Imperial fighter like an Imperial you know kind of fleet and it seems like he's all alone Moff Gideon's all confident and then coming out of hyperspace all the reinforcements from the beginning of the season start to pile in. We get some Republic troops in there, and it just becomes this epic battle. Um, obviously, uh, I, I believe Mando will go head-to-head with Moff Gideon, you know, Darksaber versus Beskar Spear. And I think it's going to end poorly for Moff Gideon, and it's just going to be a whole kind of celebratory uh, vibe at the end of the episode, if you will. So... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't necessarily think it's going to go down that way just because, I mean, how would they even know where Mando was? I mean, um, it's, Who knows? I mean, maybe we'll that can see, happen. We'll and it would certainly be a dramatic moment. Yeah, that's what I want to see. That's my. That's why it's my yeah. prediction of the day, if you will. Yeah, yeah personally, I, yeah, I could see that happening. I think it'll probably be more like what happened uh, in... 
season, I mean, season one when uh, he went to go get Cara Dune and Queel and teamed up with them. Probably something like that on a larger scale. Yeah. Um, I feel like that just might really take too knows, much though. of the episode up, but we'll see. Yeah, you're right, because there's a lot of people who And there's a recruit. lot that, needs to, that I want to see happen in this episode, and I, I would be so thrilled if this was an hour long. Yeah, I think it'll be a longer episode for sure. Yeah. If it's not, I mean, they better make it I, good. They better who knows? Make it good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I think it'll be good no matter what. It should be. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we've covered everything I think that I want to cover so far. Um, we've gone over predictions for the next episode, and you know, I think it. I think we can successfully call it a day. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, so uh, thank you if you're still listening. Thank you for um, listening this far. If you like our channel, um, uh, please support us any way you can. Uh, Subscribe, like, comment, or don't. Either way, uh, just keep listening. All right. Yeah, um, if I may real quick, I just want to point out uh, our podcast is now available on more platforms, all the big ones, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even more than that. Uh, in addition, uh, we're on YouTube as well, if you're not listening to us on YouTube. And uh, pretty soon, I think we're going to be coming out with some YouTube-exclusive content besides our regular podcast. So if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do that. Yes, yeah, some big things coming in 2021. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening. See ya. Bye.